discipline over motivation. Yeah, yeah, all day, mate. And it, and it's like a lot mate, of people I'm, don't know the difference. I pushed myself down the, the down the mattress, mate, to get off the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time in a long time that <laughs> we did the training it. since January has been like ruthless, mate. Welcome to another episode of the B1 Mindset Podcast. This episode was taken from the B1 Mindset Tune-Up Show that can be found on our YouTube channel and links to this can be found in the show notes, along with links to Ben's third guest on the Mindset Tune-Up Show and that being Jack Olford. And as Ben mentions in a second, just be aware that there is some swearing in this episode, so if you have some people who'd rather not be listening to that, then why not pop in some headphones or tune in when it's more suitable? Otherwise, get ready to hear about Jack's story and his incredible work ethic. Yes, guys, so we are live for episode number three of the Mindset Tune-Up show. Um, and I'm pretty hyped tonight. I've said that kind of every time, but I'm bringing it back home to the UK today. Obviously, we've had two people on from over in the USA for the first two shows. Um, and then I brought all the way back to Manchester tonight with my man, Jack Alford. I think I pronounced his surname right. I just asking him in, in the backstage there. I'm going to bring him in in a sec, but I just want to talk a little bit um, before we bring him in because... This guy, I got, I got connected through him through a mutual friend called Eamon from No Excuses. Um, Jack's repping his hat already tonight, which I love. Um, and I followed this guy for a long time. And I, I always talk about surrounding yourself with the right people. And not just people that you are connected with in person, but people that social media, anything like that. Like get people into your eyes, into your ears that feed your brain in the right way, in a positive way, in a way that directs you in the way that you want to go. And a little story about this guy, man. We've connected a bit. We sent each other a, a few WhatsApps and, and, and connected. And um, he sent me a motivational clip, man, of, of Mayweather when he was talking about it. And the, the the fact of the matter was just watching him on social, on Insta, motivated me more than that clip anyway. I'd literally wake up in the morning. Jack's already putting in the work and it kicks me in my ass to go and put it in, in whatever area that may be. And this is what to highlight just before I bring Jack in because... This show tonight will is probably going to lean some more towards fitness in nature, but I want everyone to apply the aspects of mindset that we talk about can be applied to any area of life. And what I mean by that is I might not necessarily be training on the day, but I see Jack out there putting in work and it just puts me in a mindset of, right, I'm going to go and put in work on whatever area that may be, whether it's going to work, whether even it's just with my kid or my family, it just puts you into the right frame of mind to be the best version of yourself and putting yourself in the position to get what you want in life. And, and we're really going to bring that out tonight. I'm going to really dig into Jack. Just before I bring Jack in, the best bit about this is he texts me about 10 minutes before the show, just asking about swearing. And I was absolutely pissing myself. Uh, so guys, just to let you know, obviously, if you're watching this with kids and stuff like that, tonight may be an episode where there are a few swear words dropped in. And again, if you follow me on social media, as I always say, it's where it's come out. It's in passion. We're doing it in, in flow with conversation. It's not aimed at anyone. But I just want to make you aware there will be swear words dropped in tonight. So I wanted to say that at the beginning of the show, um, because again, uh, myself and Jack, we're just raw and honest and, and that's all in nature. So just a heads up on that. But I'm going to bring the main man in now. So guys, welcome Jack to episode number three. Here he is, the main man. Yes, mate. How are we doing? You good? Sound all right, mate, yeah. Yeah, you're all spot on, mate. You're all flowing. Sound, sound. So, yeah, um, good, mate, yeah. good man. Well, thank you massively for coming on the show tonight. Um, like, I really appreciate it. I think um, you've been in my mind for a long time to, to get on this as soon as I started to think about doing it. But I think 
when he did the ultra on Monday, yeah, I think yeah. um, you came into my head a lot because that's something that you put a lot of hard work into your competitions and you're really putting a lot of prep into your training, into your yeah, outcomes. Mate. And I'm going to touch on a little bit of that as we move through. But something that I want to highlight kind of from the off, because this surprised me like massively. So I wanted to drop it straight away before we kind of dig back into kind of your journey a little bit, Jack, mate. But like, I never realised you had a job. Like, I yeah, thought you were yeah. just some full-time <laughs> fitness guy, man. I was like, this guy's just fitness for knack. And then we had a voice note. You're like, nah, mate, I'm working away all week. It's like, what? Yeah, mate. It's like, yeah, I'm not back till, till the weekend. So I won't be there till then. I'm like, like what? The? I couldn't understand it, man. So yeah, you've got mate. a full-time I've job. Away. I've worked away since being 16. Like, wow. I left school and I've worked away every week, mate, fucking since then. Like every week, Monday to Friday. Sometimes I've got to stay until like the following Thursday, like Monday to the following Thursday, come on Thursday. But yeah, mate, that's been my life since I was since I left school. Okay. So, so it's not difficult anymore. Like until I was 20, until I was around 20, I had my first daughter when I was 20. I hated it, mate. I was like, I ain't doing this shit. There's no way I am carrying on being away from my family all the time. But then I saw something on Instagram and it was like this guy speaking basically and he said there's nothing wrong with having a normal job. Like in a world full of, you've got to be an entrepreneur. And if you work for, if you work for someone, you're a bum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not real life, mate. And I had a family to feed. So into, I like, appreciate what you're talking about there. Cause again, the, the, there has been a boost in the last five years, like say like this entrepreneurship and creating your own business and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's, it's what, you need to work off and what works for you in your life. And I think that exactly. I'm going to like jumping ahead of the gun, but I'm going to drop it now. Like how do you structure? Cause obviously we're going to touch in terms of competitions in a bit and the things that you went at your races, you went and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. just out of curiosity straight off the bat, like how do you prepare for a week where you know, you're going to be away from home Yeah. in terms of keeping up the training like regiment are you always working in the same place when you're working no, away mate, like, did you have like, to search gyms you have to take equipment like where pretty much at? at the minute um for the past few years it's been very um still different locations different apartments every week different hotels um so the training is non-negotiable mate like end of story i don't find that difficult if you find that difficult that that's that's for you to work on, but the training side of things is non-negotiable, mate. I've got all the kit. I've got time. Like bear in mind, mate. I treat going working away like a training camp, you know, like a boxer goes away from his family. Wow, that's powerful, so, man. I finish work, mate, at half past four, five o'clock. Sometimes say between three and five o'clock on average. I then have until ten o'clock at night when I go to bed to train eat, get to the pool, if I need to go to the pool. So that's a good five hours. So I'm, in a way, my job allows me to do what I need to do. And the training is all there, structured. I used to have a coach, I learned a lot. I'm now doing a bit of my own stuff. But structuring training and around work is, Sunday's a busy day. Because basically, mate, barmage treadmill, Everything that's in that container goes in the back of the van, like wow. before the tools, mate. And wow. it's 
sometimes I, I get people saying, oh, mate, you're mad. You're carrying all that. Because I, I take it out of my container on a Sunday. I put it on my van on Sunday night. And then on Monday, I put it in, a, in an apartment. It's over there now. And then on Thursday night, it goes back on the van. Friday morning, back in the container. And it just repeats. I'm in a routine, mate. So just so just to just I'm gonna keep jumping in when I can, man, just to help everyone else understand, just in case someone's tuning in and doesn't know much about Jack just yet. So basically, when Jack keeps talking about his container, and this <laughs> this is just always stood out to me, man. This is just next level. So Jack got a container dropped in his garden. So he basically has a gym in, in his garden, like, like literally a container. So if you jump on his Instagram and you see him on his bike, or you've, I think you've even got a box, boxing bag set up in there, haven't you, and everything? Yeah, yeah, I put that up a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, man, this just, it's phenomenal. So when he keeps talking about his container, taking equipment out of that, this is how structured his life is, man. And this is what I'm talking about, about not just discipline and dedication, but it's like utilizing your creativity to make sure you've got everything that you need. Um and I want to kind of drop before we start delving into that. Look, we're going to go back into the work in a bit because I, I want to want something I want to get across tonight. And it's again another reason why I'm so excited about speaking to you tonight, Jack, because I think that I truly believe me and you share a, a strong philosophy in life in terms of you put the work in for what you want, and you, you, your time is your time. It's yeah, up to you what you decide to do with it, man. It's, it's as simple as that. So just before we delve into kind of going back into like how you are capitalizing on your time. Can you talk a little bit about your upbringing? Because I think when we when we touch base through WhatsApp, you talk you you're from Hasley, aren't you? Yeah. Did you say your dad had had a boxing gym in Hasley? Yeah. Right? So my dad boxed all through being a child, fucking like an elite level amateur boxer, and then when I was a tiny baby, mate, I don't know if you know whether I was born when he opened Motram and Hasley Boxing Club okay. underneath the, the old precincts on Hasley, and. It became one of the best clubs in the country, produced multiple national uh, champions at amateur level. It coached numerous pros who'd done good things, good fighters, mate, like solid, like it was a solid community in that gym. And I was lucky enough, mate, to just have a seat where my dad took me to the gym every night. And I didn't always want to train, but these now as an adult and understanding Past times, I had a great childhood, mate. Like, Love it. an amazing childhood. We didn't have loads of money, but it means nothing. My dad, my mum and dad gave me everything they could. Oh, took My dad took me, mate, I have been all over the country watching boxing. Sat, at, sat on a table, probably not at the time paying attention, every night in the boxing gym, watching these lads just train hard and my dad pushed them and then my dad would train and then we'd go home and now I know that all them things that I see you know like when a kid has a shit childhood and it's yeah. traumatic and they deal with trauma forever mine's the opposite so all that stuff was registering without me even realizing of these guys just putting work grafting hard getting punched in the face of each other and all that has stored in my brain and then I'd never wanted to box mate like my dad taught me to box and for me my dad's the, the greatest coach that ever walked mate and there's there's quite a lot of lads that will, will just say the same thing based on what I just said you know lads that he's had an impact on yeah man I know what you mean and 
the fact that I got to see that, I, I never wanted to box, mate. They want me. But my dad taught me to taught me to box so I could look after myself. And then I had a few issues with my weight while I was a young teenager. Messes about with your head when someone just, even if they're not being nasty, but calls you chubby. Yeah. But then when I got to 15, 16, it was like, hang on a minute. I can do a bit of me. I was sparring big lads. Because I always sparred, always sparred in the gym, never wanted to have a contest. The wor- My worst nightmare when I was a young teenager was walking out <laughs> in front of a load of people and getting in a boxing ring. Couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. And I'm not. And is that, is that, do you think that was through being self conscious at that time? 100%. Major body yeah. composition issues. Right, okay. Only in the last five years have I harnessed them. Yeah. So when I got to. Say, I started boxing properly when I was 18. Like, my dad didn't have the gym then, so we went to the next best gym, which was on his recommendation. So I went to a gym in Northside, gym at Northside in Clayton. Um, and all, 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 all I did, mate, was box, train, worked away. I was, I've got pictures, mate, of me and my dad doing pads out in car parks just to make sure that I was training. So then when I went to go home to the boxing gym, I was still fit. Yeah. And I got injured and I fell out of love with it, mate. Okay. All I wanted to do at 17, 18, just before Poppy was born, didn't I didn't have a lot of money. They want a lot of work. I thought, I'm just gonna box. I'm just I'm just gonna try box. And I got injured and knocked it on the head, mate. And that was kind of my childhood. But what yeah, what do you mean childhood, mate? Class. So what do you I love how you talk? I, I kind of like really appreciate how honest you've been in terms of a good upbringing, very honest in terms of that the money wasn't a highlight and you weren't financially well off, but that didn't make a childhood bad. That actually made it good. I think time, that... Um, time. What's that? Time. Yeah. That's what my mum and dad gave me all the time in the world. My dad took me everywhere because I played a lot of sport as a kid. I had everything that I needed. He took me to pool competitions, tennis, football, basketball, everything, mate, and never said, never said no. Never said I'm too busy or anything like where, that. Where do you think, because uh, funny, like, I've had this conversation with, with the two other guests and it, it's nice because obviously I had my son who's coming up to one in April and the kind of, the vibe I got off the other two guests as well is how much of an impact their father had been on them. Yeah. So kind of just before I go a little bit more in depth in terms of of how that's created a lot of traits within you, do you, where, how do you think your farmer, your, your dad formed his kind of work ethic and mentality from like, is this me bred through your family, or do you think he transitioned into saying my dad, so my, dad my dad was pushed because of because of how good of a fighter he was, how good of a boxer, mate. His, his videos of him on YouTube, mate, he's fucking class. Even now, still look watching videos, and I'm like, this guy was sick. And that. he was like, he's told me stories, mate, where his dad's had him on the comp, the school, and actually like Christmas Day in the snow doing sprints. And wow. his dad was not like my dad. Okay. His dad was like army, military, nasty. Um, my dad took a different approach. My dad done all this stuff with me, but never said, you do this, you'll do that, you'll do this. Yeah. Brought me up completely different, mate, and moulded me into the, per- the man that I am now. So, so, so t- you've gone through being at the boxing club seeing the hard work being put in, seeing it as a young kid, and then obviously getting into the boxing as you came up. And you've talked about obviously getting injured and kind of falling out of love with boxing a little bit. But during that time, 
what mentality did that beat into you? And, and the reason I'm saying that is because as a coach, what I try to help people understand is generally you are showing a discipline in one area. You can be you can be disciplined in, in one area, not another. You can be organized in one area, not another. You all yeah. have traits. It's just what you're deciding to put yeah. it into. Does that make yeah, sense? Exactly, yeah. So for you at a minute, you're putting it into multiple areas, but you're showing the same disciplines, the same traits, the same characteristics to be the best version of you in different yeah. areas. Whereas a lot of other people feel they don't have a certain trait. And it's like, well, you do have it, man. You're showing it towards your kid, but you're not showing exactly. it towards yourself. You're showing it in your work, but you're not showing it in your training. You, you are yeah, showing yeah. it. So what, where do you think, do you think like what being in a boxing club, watching the work ethic, watching the hard work being put in started to create Jack's mentality? So, so I've always been full on mate. Like from being a kid, I played golf as well. And okay. <laughs> Love it. I would go to the fucking field across the road from my house in full golf gear, full rig. Whatever I've done, I've gone like full on in and, the people around me, mate, sometimes, yeah, I actually feel a bit sorry for him because even now at 30, I am full on, mate, like hard work. My missus needs a medal, mate. <laughs> We're going to touch Straight on the wife. We're going to touch on the missus in a bit. Because I'm full on, mate, and I've always been like that since being a kid. So it doesn't matter whether that whether that's been like, you know, I had a paper round, mate, right? When I was four, 13 to about 15 and it was relentless, mate. Rain, sleet, or snow. But another, my dad used to come with me and he used to help me. But it was full on, mate. Cleaning cars, whatever, whatever it was. I've always been a bit like toe dipping, mate. I don't do it. Yeah, well, do you know what's funny? I was I was literally gonna say you one of the messages you messaged me was, was that you say, I don't toe dip, I just jump straight. Toe dipping, in. mate. If you put your foot, if you put your toes in cold water and you jump in and 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 and, and it's freezing. You're gonna say fuck that. I ain't jumping in there. But if you just run and jump and and, and jump in the water, you got no choice, mate. You're in there. And that's the outlook I take on life. Like I've done, even though I've been a floor layer since being 16, mate. I've done a lot of other stuff to try and make money when I was when I was skinned, mate. And spent a lot of money as well on education. And it's just like relentless mate sometimes i've been up at three four five in the morning straight up that and i've got work at eight and i just just to try and because i i kids young i always like i was brought up with the opinion from my dad and my mum you have children mate look after them yeah so it don't matter that it's two o'clock in the morning and i'm still building a website for someone my missus sometimes she'd be like jack turn the computer off now like it's Friday night, it's two o'clock in the morning, 23. I'm like, needs to get done because I need to get paid. Yeah. So any walk of any any area of my life, mate, I've just I just go all in because I don't see any I don't see the point in doing anything in half or f- just fucking about testing the waters. I don't see the point in it. And do you do you, do you know when you you're talking here about some of some of the some of the graphs you've put in in different areas, the times you've been getting up at, the times you've been staying up to put the work in, the different things you've done to to earn money or support your family, is your mentality at any point kind of been feeling sorry for yourself? Never or, once, in no situations, or has it just been like this Painful. has just got to be done? I cannot ever imagine sitting on the couch thinking, what what have I done to deserve this? Why me? And and I know that some people can't, they can't, um, they can't fight that. And I feel for them, mate. 
but I can never ever imagine. And I think it was children that changed changed that. Okay. I can't remember ever thinking, why me? The only thing I have really felt is like I train hard, mate, and I've always trained hard from being a kid. And I have fought in the past. And maybe it was holding me back. Now the stuff I've learned about having a having a positive mind and how even a positive mind can help you lose weight. Like yeah. I trained hard, mate, and I used to diet hard, and I'd be like, he don't train as hard as me, and he's ripped. Yeah. Or he didn't train as hard as me, and he got in shape quicker than me. Like, what the fuck's going on? And but only in the past four or five years that I thought, I don't care. Like, I've got I've got I've got a little bit of back fat at the back at the bottom. I've got a couple bit of love handles, but who gives a shit, mate? Because I, I do what I do. Yeah. But never once, mate, never once I can't ever imagine. Because I would just say to myself, what are you, what are you on? What? Why me? Shut up, mate. Well, it's funny. It's funny because uh, guys, I told you it'd be a real talk tonight. I told you it would be. But Emily, Emily. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Talking. No, no, mate. This is exactly what I want. And, and we, listen, this is about the Mindset Tune Up show is about bringing different people in and showing different people different people's mindsets. And I've been excited about this one because I share the same views. And it's as simple as that. And, and I'm very outspoken in my approach. Um, and it's why I, I believe in anyone. The way anyone approaches life, it's, if it's working for them, and they're in a good place and the positive and the driving forward, man. It's what it's about. But Emily just put in the comments and I was laughing at this, but she put a uh, best quote from Jack on Insta. And apparently you put, uh, put, put the work in or shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up, mate. Yes. <laughs> Cause it's not that deep. That's oh, the yeah. thing with it. Right. Training, dieting, like toe dipping, just stop talking about it and just go and do it. Like if you, if you are able-bodied, cause these people that are not able-bodied mate and working, yeah. If you are able-bodied and you have, if you're tired, get up earlier. If you if you're tired, go to bed earlier. Sorry. If 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 you ain't got time, get up earlier. Yeah. Don't complain, man. I love it, man. He's, and and this is the thing that um, and, and, and again, this is why people I'm hoping they're going to take things away from this. And sometimes, sometimes when people hear something in the moment, they kind of get resentful. But when they step back and it starts to sink in, it can really make a transition in the life, which is why I'm a big believer. You've got to speak what's on your heart. You've got to speak yeah, what, yeah. you got to speak your truth, man. And I think what you're talking about, and, and what I love as well is like when you get someone speaking their truth and then all you see is them living their truth. I'll never be nasty, mate, because there's no point. But like what you were saying there about feeling, feeling sorry or pitiful, just go and stand it. Like it sounds corny, mate, but go and stand in the mirror. And look yourself in the eye and say, why is this happening to you, mate? And you'll feel like a piece of shit. Because that's not normal. It isn't right yeah. to feel, why is this happening to me? No, no, no. Just make a change. And that doesn't mean go and do an half Ironman. Don't go and run a marathon. That just means you just put little, little things in place over time. And then things will change. Simple as that. Well, one one of the quotes that you put on, and I think I robbed it and, and put it on one of mine, but I think it gave you a shout out was... Um, Discipline over motivation. Yeah, yeah, all day, mate. And it, and it's like... A lot mate, of people I'm, don't know the difference. Yeah, mate, but it's like exactly that. I get a lot of people messaging me and, and like, how are you so motivated to get up at that time in the morning? How are you so motivated to train all the time? How are you so motivated to kind of push these businesses? How are you so motivated when you've got just had a kid? And I'm like, guys, I'm not motivated. When I woke up that morning, I, did, I didn't. It was snowing. It was freezing cold. I had to stand yeah, yeah. and ice my fucking wind, wind mirror thinking, yeah, why have I got out of bed? 
Last then, week on Friday mean? when I swam, mate, I pushed myself down the, the down the mattress, mate, to get off the bed. <laughs> yes. It's the first time in a long time that <laughs> we did the training it. since January has been like ruthless, mate, for the first six weeks. I'm on a deload week at the minute, so and I've been praying for it, but I'm a little bit bored now. Now it's getting towards the end of the week. It's a bit like I'm rested now. But yeah. last Friday, mate, when I swam. It was pouring down with rain. It's still dark because because the pool because I want to do it. I swim early so I get to the pool for like sometimes mate, I'm waiting for the doors to open. So I it swim is, for yeah. around an hour, and then I get back to the house for about quarter to eight when I'm at home anyway. And I take the kids. Typically I'm at home on a Friday, so it's nice. I go swimming in the morning, and then I take the kids to school. But mate, it ain't easy. No, people look. I get messages a lot saying. Wish I had your motivation, mate. Yeah, Ruthless exactly. you. How do you do that? And I'm like, mate, I just... Because if, if your boss said to you, need you here tomorrow at seven, you would be there. Yeah. But when it's something that you can just pay it off, it don't really matter. You can fuck it off till later. You just have an extra half an hour. But at half an hour, mate, what's, what's it worth? It's half an hour. You just had six, seven hours. It's funny that, because I used to... That, that's when, when I started when I was coaching early mornings and our session started about 6.15. So I generally have to get up if I was coaching at about five. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get up an hour earlier than that because early is early. Like 5 a.m. is no different to getting up at 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Like 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., I can understand the difference. But if I'm getting up yeah. at 5 a.m. to go and coach at 6, there's no difference in getting up at half three, four. No. going and putting the shift in before. And again, it's this mentality shift in, in switch. But I think that there are mornings when I get up and it's dark and I go to the gym and I've got a, a nice, excited feeling. I'm like, there's an airy feeling about it. I'm just pumped up. It's like everyone else is asleep. It's grimy. And I'm just like, this is what it's about for me. But that's yeah, not yeah. every single time. There are mornings, like you said there, when that alarm goes off, or and especially since a kid and you're knackered, but it's like, right, this is a That's the difference between motivation and discipline. Right there. Discipline, discipline can be built, mate. One million percent. Like I used to be big, mate. Like when my first, when my bird, when my missus was pregnant with our first daughter, Poppy, mate, I was huge, mate. I was twenty-one and a half stone. So let let's just let's dig into that then, mate, because that's something that I did want to bring up. So now you brought it up. <laughs> let's touch into that. But can I just start back a little bit from that? So you talked about obviously when you were a bit younger, being a bit self-conscious about the body. Yeah. At what point was the transition like in terms of right? I'm, was it was it a transition of right? I'm going to transition my body now, or was it just more work put into a specific kind of sport? If that makes sense, like what triathlon, what was your mate. Target triathlon. I, you was don't it, even yeah. understand, mate, how scared I was to stop lifting weights. Wow. It's frightening, mate. Like serious anxiety and stress of fuck like i ain't gonna be training i ain't gonna be benching i ain't gonna be deadlifting like i ain't gonna be squatting three times a week and so what was the fear there the fear of loss of strength the fear of loss of size the fear of not doing weights anymore because when i started triathlon um so 2016, I got in good shape, mate. For um, I got in good shape in 2014. I lost seven stone in between 2013 and 2014. Um, I got a diet off Kerry K's. 
Um, okay. My dad's up with C. Kerry Keys. Got a diet off Kerry. It was ruthless, mate. It was savage. And a lot of my discipline, I, I say it all the time, has come from them times where it was like straight up, mate, I was sat in the pub on the estate with a couple of the boys at a party. And I said, I'll be back in a minute. I went out to the car and I ate cold chicken and broccoli, mate, out of the boot. Vile. One educated on nutrition or anything like that then. So, 2014, that was. Got in good shape from a wedding. Was happy with it. I thought I was happy with it. My head was fried. I was, I just, all I cared about, mate, was getting abs. All I cared about. It's the biggest, it's the biggest letdown ever. Okay. What, getting there? So then, or just that as a goal? You've got abs solved, solved 67 million other people. <laughs> yeah. And I sacrificed friends, social life, because again, I was relentless, mate. Tracked everything. Nothing yeah. went in my mouth, mate, without going on the scales. Yeah. Love it. Weighing myself every day. It's not a healthy life. Yeah. 2016, I a did quick, the same Question thing. on that, though. Quick question on that, because I want to jump in there, mate, because that's an interesting one, because I... I potentially went the other way me in terms of self-image so i was a very skinny kid didn't like my features dropped switch came out of a, a mate's group and felt alone so my mentality was chain my weights let's get big let's put on size but what i started to do mate the same way you were so disciplined with your chicken and broccoli to lose weight i was doing the exact same to try and gain weight and i was so yeah. i mate, i was on point with the i wouldn't miss our timers on my watch yeah. I had my foods weighed out and prepped. And I'm talking like the the most on point you've ever seen it. Yeah, yeah. But I was doing it. But what I feel, and although I know I was probably doing damage at such a young age, because I was kind of strict out of doing all these things, like you say, to stay lean, but try and put aside. I think that bred a discipline into me that I never found from 100% anything else. 100% wouldn't change it for the world. And it taught me a lot. Taught me yeah. about food. Taught me what, what is good and what is bad. What, how, like... I can kind of look at a meal now, mate, and know how many calories are in it through years of tracking. Yeah. And it taught yeah. me a lot like that. It just, if I stopped triathlon, for example, I, I still I would not live that life. And I think yeah. that down to education as well. Like there's a lot more education around now um, than there was when I first started tracking and dieting. So when you kind of went on to this, Raw diet, in certain when I say raw, I mean like hard diet in terms yeah, of yeah. stripping up. The focus at that point was get the body fat down, just to get shredded, mate. Like all I cared about, I just wanted to like Steve Cook, right, Steve okay. Cook, them guys on the Olympia stage, mate. Like not not the big dudes, the aesthetic, yeah. athletic looking guys. Yeah, man. And I was like hell bent on looking like them. And in reality, I was never going to look like them, mate. I've got I've got like I've got about forty inch pelvis. These guys got waists that big, like, yeah. and I think that I was, it was the youth in me as well, being a bit, being a bit gullible, a bit naive. Um, But yeah, mate, I did it again in 2016, got in good shape, got in probably, I was probably the biggest and leanest I've been. I was about 17 and a half stone, but I was lean. Wow. And I, wow. I look, because I can put muscle on rapid, like, but I also gain fat quick. Yeah. Um. And then after that, it was like, I've done it again and I, I feel like shit. 
because it was it was hard, ruthless dieting, like no drugs. Um, Did you crash off I, it though? You yeah, mate. Is that what it was? So you so you got to a Went point to Mexico and... in October, and I was about sixteen stone seven. By January, mate, I was about nineteen stone. Right, yeah, yeah. I've got pictures, mate. You'll be able and how 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 they're four months apart is crazy. Yeah. Well, the one the, the one on Instagram is pretty powerful. Is that your brother you with? Which one? You, you're, you're on the beach. Yeah, yeah my I brother, that we, our kid. Yeah. And, and is that your daughter as well? Is your daughter with you? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It she's, she's, yeah. she's 10 now, mate. That's madness. That's So, so what, yeah. how old were you then? I was 19 there, but like that picture's deceiving me. I was I was fit as fuck there. Seriously, yeah. Wow. Spa, spa, that, that picture was taken in August. In the August of, I can't remember what year it was, but it was taken in yeah. August. So Poppy's about, yeah, August 2012. I sparred eight rounds with Craig Watson at that time. He, he hammered me, mate. He hammered me. But yeah, I sparred but eight rounds. Spar with, rounds mate. So if anyone I sparred eight before. rounds with a British champion, mate, at, at, yeah. at that weight. And I was heavy, mate. But that's how I got injured, mate, because I wasn't educated on what I was putting in my body and carrying all that weight. Yeah, I'm, I'm six foot one, just about... And I was like 19 stone, mate. It's not, it's not good. It's not good for your body. So where was the transition then into wanting to go into a, tri like you talked about triathlon, like where, where's yeah, the well, transition gone from? I boxing? put a load of weight on them. Yep. A load of weight on them. And then I got in good shape again around 2018. It was, yeah, 2018. Um, because then he just started running a load of marathons, so I thought, I'm sick of lifting weights now. Like, I'm a bit bored. Like, I like the discipline, and I like the, the structure of, I always had a notepad, writing everything down. I enjoyed yeah. all that, but I was bored, mate. I need to go to the gym, and it was like, I need something else. So I spoke to him and said, listen, mate, what's that running? I want to run a marathon. So he was like, yeah, get on it, mate, get on it. And then one of our mutual pals does triathlons, I didn't know he did triathlons, but he's like, mate, he's like, ah, fuck all them weights, the shit. Get on, get on the track, get on the triathlon game. Like, I see you on the bag. I'm good on the rower. He said, I see you on the rower. He said, you've got, you've got a good engine. Get on the triathlons. And that was it, mate, then, until December 18. Very good with dates, mate. That's why I keep referencing it. <laughs> I've been pointing it. That's good. It's good. De December 18, I... Um, so what was it? No, October 18, I ran an half marathon, Manchester half. I did it in 158. I was about wow. 16 stone 10. And That's then amazing. in December, got a little calf injury. And then in January, mate, my back went again. But it went worse than it's ever gone before. Like it sent me crooked. Um, and it was just a horrendous time of my life, 2019. For a guy that, like Tyson Fury says it, about needing training, like, or his mental health declines, and I'm the same. Yeah. If I can't train, start to worry, mate. Start to um, procrastinate. Start to like worry about like, whoa, I need to train me. I've got to yeah. train because I enjoy it, mate. I really enjoy it. But then yeah. I spent a year in Agne, like, couldn't sleep in the bed, couldn't sit on a couch. I was on codeine. 
ibuprofen, paracetamols, mate, just purely for pain relief. And I, I was, I found a physio. I must have spent two grand. Got all spent two grand going to different physios, chiropractors, you name it, mate. And this guy fixed me, mate, in six weeks. Wow. Six weeks, mate. I can't thank him enough. I always message him. I always go back to him. I always refer people to him. And no, I don't care what anyone else says about him. He fixed me, mate, and he gave me my life back in 2020. That's amazing. So 2020 was when I started taking triathlon seriously. So something I've noted down that I want to touch on. And again, <laughs> I'll try and bring it in when it kind of pops up because it will resonate. Yeah. But what I like about yourself as well is um, you share a lot of the recovery work that you do, a lot of the assistance work you do, the mobility work you do. For, yeah. for the amount of times you're on the bike or you're running or you're putting the work in, in the swim, you're also showing the assistance work and, and the stuff that, that aids that or just aids yeah, the recovery yeah. of the body. Um, where did that knowledge start to come? So obviously injuries are going to become apparent in giving you a bit of a nod that something's not right. There needs to be a yeah. bit of a balance here. Where's where's your knowledge come from this? Because I think I remember also voice noting you about man, you should be a PT. And you're like, <laughs> if I could get a good clients, I would be, but I'm not changing. I, I was laughing because that was my mentality as well. But yeah, obviously, mate. knowledge is good around all of this. Is this just self learn or is it about being around the right people? Like, so, where's that come from? Hated floor laying, mate. Needed to get out. Hated working away. I can't do this anymore. All I wanted to do was be a PT. That is all I wanted to do. So you'll know, mate, yourself, forums, books. Bodybuilding.com was great back in the day. And I just read and read and read and read everything. And then um, I started PTing people. People was messaging me like, oh, mate, can you train me? So I was like, yeah, yeah, sound. And I ain't got a level three. But I've got a lot of knowledge on programming strength, periodizing training, so that people, I worked with a couple of athletes, um boxers footballers um and then it was like everyone everyone's a pt there's lo loads of pts so i was like what can i do and i love the human body mate i love how it moves like you can just go deep into it like it's it's a sick machine and so my missus was like why don't you go into physio so i was like physio like Let's do it. So I had a look into it, and I I didn't get any GCSEs, mate. I ain't stupid, but I was yeah. in, I was a bit of a bit of a bit of a knob in my last year at school. Didn't get any GCSEs, so it was like to go and do a higher education course to get to uni. I work away. How am I supposed to do that? So I done a bit of research, and I could get a level five diploma um, by going to Manchester Uni once once a month for a week for twelve months. Um, so I got a level five diploma in sports injury management, sports therapy, um, basically a physio, mate. You just can't call yourself a physio. And, and I worked you... with some seriously intelligent people, mate, like one lad called Brad, mate. He is the cleverest bloke you've ever met when it comes to anatomy, human body, how it moves, how to treat injuries. Crazy, mate. So I spent... 18 months learning about anatomy, mobility, all that kind of stuff, treating with my hands people. Um, and I did that for a year. And was the one there for you or was the one there for others? Yeah, for that it was. 
Because I yeah. trained people, mate, and it done my head in. Yeah. I think we spoke about this before. Like, yeah, that's what you said to me, yeah. All I wanted to do was be a PT because of my love. Well, at the time, I didn't realise it was my love for being in the gym, hearing the weights clanging about, going swimming, you know, just general fitness. My love for fitness was just, like, astronomical. And then when I started to train people, certain people, it was like... This is shit. Tasha was like, it's the pain you. I'm like, it don't matter. Yeah. I am passionate about this, man. And they're turning up saying, don't beast me tonight, mate. I'm like, what? What are you on about? Why are you even here? So it irritated me a little bit. And I know that's not their fault. No, but it no, irritated mate. me. So then basically I got an opportunity to come back into flooring, which would give me a lot more responsibility. Um and a, a better opportunity going forward. And it was like, again, like, fuck everything. Let's go. Yeah. All in. So that's where the mobility and, and understanding how the human body works to a degree. I ain't an expert, but I, I know what works and what doesn't. And um, what was your kind of like, and, and to, to, just to kind of jump in with Jack there, because again, there's something that I resonate with massively in terms of obviously when I was a personal trainer and, when you get someone coming in that, that doesn't want it. And and that's where that was my jump into mindset and self-development because I start to work with people and understand a lot of people are trying to chase a goal in terms of whatever fitness goal it is, whether it's body shape or getting um, fit cardiovascularly or strong or whatever it may be. But there's something inside them that's not letting them do what needs to be yeah, done. Yeah. It's, it's the, the mind not triggered to, to want to get in there and want to put in the work. Like we talk about the discipline over motivation. And it started to drain out of me. Again, money wasn't the be-all and end-all. I'd rather yeah. not be in the gym with someone who didn't want to be in there. I'd rather exactly. be in there with someone not paying me. And I think that's a, that's an important thing because that transitioned me. But just a curious question, like when you went in to do your qualification, like were you all in on that as well? So like we're talking, like you went in for that. Completed like, my coursework before everyone else. Boom. Or every book that I could buy. Um, and just like... Relentless, mate. In the van, my dad would be driving, and I would have an anatomy book learning insertions of muscles, what action they provide. Just relentless, mate. I love it, and it just shines, man, because it, it just highlights where you're at and why you're doing what you do. It, it truly does. You, you're putting this into literally every area, uh, which is which is pretty phenomenal. Because again, it goes against what a lot of coaches say, but like. That's not all positive, that though, mate. Like that, that, that can have a negative effect on, on, on you going forward. If that makes sense, if you understand what I'm saying. Say so, that again. Delve into that for me. So, I've got all this coursework to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a full time job. Yeah. I've got a family. I've got two kids at the time. But it was like, nah, this is important, man. So it has a negative effect in a way, if that makes sense. My attitude, like I was saying before about my missus and stuff, my attitude on sometimes, like my view on it is, I don't even know whether I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You've got <laughs> to be selfish sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to put, because I always believe what I'm thinking is right. I ain't a nasty person I ain't, I, and I ain't, I ain't vicious or anything like that. So if, I, if I'm thinking I should be doing this, then I should be doing it. If that makes yeah. sense. 
No, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's so I, I again, Matt, I think I've done a post on this. I'll talk it into my in my community group, but it's funny, like you, you're saying so many things that resonate, but like I work with people to define the word selfish. And what I say to them is, as long as you're not hurting anyone by it, like yeah, yeah. It, like it, directly intending it to hurt someone, as long as you're not doing that, like you need to be selfish to be a better person. 100%. So many people aren't looking after themselves. And if you aren't looking after yourself, you can't expect to look after other people. You can't expect yeah, yeah. to be a positive person in life. So I think like highlighting that's important. And I think that, I think you talk about, it's your wife, isn't it? Yeah, my wife, mate. Yeah, I got married when I was 22. Yeah, man. I love that. Eight years strong now, then. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah? yeah. But she she supported you through this, man. She Everything. knows. No matter yeah. what. No matter what. Never, never like, never once has said, don't think that'll work, Jack. Don't think you should do that, Jack. Never once, mate. Straight in. Like, you want to do that? Go on and do it. Like, if I, if I said, I want to start, and she ain't a pushover, mate. Like, she's ruthless, mate. Like, she's a savage. <laughs> she's straight up. And a 100% part of why I am who I am. Love that. million percent. Love it. In what's, in terms of... Mate, she stands there in the rain at races for me, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's a job on its own. Yeah, but it is, man. But it, it, that, that's... I always talk about kind of, like, supportive partners. And again, um, me and my wife... Um, we have different interests, but we're supportive of each other. Yeah, she knows exactly, how much yeah. she knows how much everything that I do means to me. My wife's very social. I'm not very social, but she'll go out and see her friends. Generally, I, I'll just go out and train or do do isolated things. But we work together as a squad. Swim up rivers team. and that. What's that? Yeah, that, yeah. Up rivers. She's <laughs> a friend having a river. But we support each other. It, it's it's we support each other in what we're doing, but we're a squad together. And I think yeah, that's exactly, an important thing. Yeah. It's like, it, but she knows that she truly understands how much I need to do everything because she's seen me on the wayside. She plans her life around what I've got to do, mate. Yeah. Like, she's got she's got a salon in Reddish and she's typically there, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And she'll say to me, like, what's that? Because, you know, Saturday's a big day for me, training-wise. She'll say to me, like, how long have you got on Saturday? And I'm like, three, four hours. And she'll go, are you doing it early or are you doing it in the afternoon? And she, then she'll plan her day or clients around what Jack's got to do. And it's like, I've got to take you out after that, mate. Yeah, but that's teamwork. Yeah, that's teamwork, yeah. man. Do you know what I mean? And I think that you, you see a lot of couples that resent each other and resent what the other person's doing. And, and it's like, if, if people can just communicate and support each other in a relationship, it'll yeah, yeah. strengthen so much more, man. It truly will. I'm under no like, illusion that I got here by myself. Yeah. I love that. Talk, talk to me about your mindset in terms of competitions now. Let's delve into to the meat of this, man, because I think what you the work the work ethic that you put in is just phenomenal. And when you go into these competitions, I, I want to touch kind of, of upon the thought processes that goes on in your head because there was a there was a bit that I nearly posted up uh, today from one of your posts and I didn't post it I wanted to kind of bring it up tonight man um, but it's before you went into the race and obviously people didn't know this because you kept it quiet so they just saw Jack in, in the zone having trained hard and about to go in and you put I've kept so much bottled up about this race yesterday went perfect I've got a, an Achilles injury my neck's in bits 
I've not swam or done a decent run for three weeks. And literally the day after Outlaw last year with nothing but redemption on my mind. There was nothing was else. Yeah, I, missed one out, I missed one out, which was it was wrecking my head after the work I'd put in since literally the day after Outlaw last year with nothing but redemption in my mind. That was it. That was it. Because you were after redemption from the previous year. No one knew that about you. There were some demons you were fighting. There were some injuries you were fighting. And you still went in and did that. Like, I just want to dig into the thought processes that go through your head and how you handle them, how you cope with them to still maintain what you do and then to still go into the competitions. That's kind of where I want to lead this now because I think that it's a strength that I see within you. Um, and I think it's a strength that can be taken into any area of life and you've proven that by the amount you still do and maintain yeah. it's such a high level. But I feel people need to start to realise, again, I'm, a, I'm such a strong and passionate person about understanding what's going on within your mind, not hiding it, not running away from it, not letting it control you. It is going to be negative at times. It is going to try and test you and push you. You're going to have demons. But ultimately, it comes down to you to, yeah, to take yeah. control of that. you got to so deliver, mate. Yeah, man. So talk talk a little bit about. You don't have to go specific into that, but that was something that I wanted to highlight because it highlights something that was obviously bubbling up within you. But two thousand twenty, up... mate. I trained trained my ass off. Um, I got into got back into triathlon injury free in January, um, and then it was like I got a message off my cousin. He's like, I "Just book this, mate. Why don't you get on it?" And I'm like, "Why don't I get on it? Like it's an half Ironman, you mad man? I'm not at that level yet." So. Like, I can be provoked, mate. Yeah. And I'll just say, fuck this. Do it then. Pay for it. I'll do it. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I paid for it. And I can't even tell you how scared I was. Because wow. when I turn up at a triathlon, mate, I'm double the size of everyone stood there. Yeah. I ain't, a tri I ain't built like a triathlete. I'm, I'm 15 and a half stone, mate. I, 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 I like, struggling. Low, low amounts of food. Yeah. I can't get much lighter than this with regards to not feeling like shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm naturally built big. Yeah. And I'm all right with that now. Fully, fully okay with that now. So I got coached. <laughs> it went great. I worked my ass off. Didn't miss a session from April to September when the race was. All my family came. Swam good, got out of the water, got on the bike. About a mile into the bike, because I'd not needed to change gears from setting off on the bike to this point. So I was about a mile in, and there's a climb after a mile. So I was starting trying to drop the gears, mate, and the gears weren't working. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've got a five grand bike, and the gears won't change. Like, what is going on? Wow. So I'm halfway up this hill, it's raining. This bloke comes over, like they had uh, people driving the course um, in like pickup trucks with engineers, uh, what, uh, bike mechanics, yeah. first aiders, stuff like that. So this bloke, fair play to him, mate, he's, he's on his, he's on his, he's laying his back underneath my bike, trying to fix it. And basically what happened, when I put my wheel back on at home, I trapped a cable from my gears behind the wheel and it burnt their electric gears. So right. it burnt through the cable. So I couldn't change gear. So he's like that, waving this bloke over. 
So this bloke come over in the car. He's like, come on, mate, we'll take you back. I said, it's absolutely no chance, mate. I'm going back there. <laughs> it's not going to happen, mate. He's like, he's like, what do you mean, mate? What do you mean? He's like, you've got no gears. I said, can it, can it, can you put it in the middle? Like the middle of the cassette. I, I know I can climb on the middle of the cassette. I'll lose power on the flat, but I know I can climb in the middle of the cassette. So he was like, you're a fucking madman. So no, no, no. I did the bike in one gear, mate. It was like being on a BMX. <laughs> so next level. I got back. My cousin was there, my mom, my dad, and uh the running, the running uh cousin was running down down the uh like like the uh, the railings. He's like, you all right, all right. Because I, like, oh, I was fuming. Yeah. But my legs was hammered, mate, because I'd just done 56 mile in one gear. What the fuck? It was horrible. Got back and I ran a 210 half marathon. I wanted to run a two, so I wasn't too bad. Three, so I, that was it, mate. But I'd still done it, I still completed the half. I was I was I was happy, but I was like, fuck, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I just could have annihilated that. So then three weeks later, the tickets went on sale for next year. Nothing else mattered, mate. I've never been just- sold. Before, before we jump into that, let me take let me take you back to that because I think that's powerful. That man, we can't let that live. Which is, <laughs> which is, this is what I love about you, mate. Like, like the guy was like, "That's that's gone. Your gears are gone," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah. get it into the mid gear." Like, what was going through your head right then? Like, what strength? I, I can't go mind? back there. My kids are waiting for me. My family, of my my brother, my sister, my mum, dad, my kids, my missus. Uh, my coach had come down, my cousin. I can't go back there. You mad? I'll walk, I'll, I'll push my bike if I've got to push it. Like, Ooh, that's man. where I don't struggle. So, that's not that. me saying I can push harder than anyone else. No, it's not, no, yeah, it's not, mate. You don't even need, you don't even need to say that though, mate, because I think you try and justify yourself sometimes and you don't need to. <laughs> because I promise you, man, I know where you're coming from. That's not you saying. I'm tougher than anyone else. No one else That's could do me that. On my That's personal true. journey, saying I ain't going back there, mate. Exactly. Like exactly. He was like, it looked at me like I'd lost a plot, mate. But the, the, the same, like, but, but that, that look, the, the the look that someone gives you to say you've lost the plot, realistically, isn't you losing the plot. It's you showing mental strength to what can be done. Just the resilience to carry on, mate. Yeah, exactly. So those guys who helped you then saw you ride off, thinking, "Man, this guy's crazy," but you did it. They've gone away from that thinking like that guy just proved it's possible. It was it was horrendous. You know it was, but there's loads of things happened have happened like that to me, and I just carry on because it's like you can either I've read a lot of books on stoicism and like Marcus Aurelius's stuff, and yeah, man, their stuff's two, three thousand years old, and you can still implement it in your life today. Love it. So, so true. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that I've implemented into my life where it's like, just deal with issues now. When you're, when you're right, I'm going to jump into like where you finished off then about obviously the next one that you booked onto straight away, but just to help people understand a little bit. So you jump back on your bike, obviously you're having some negativity in your head, getting frustrated. Was any of that neg- negativity telling you to stop or was that all just getting pissed off about the fact that you probably back, lost the time? Get back. Yeah. So you, save it on the run. you were channeling that then into everything you could put in. 
You're you were channeling your energy. You're channeling your frustration into praying, mate. Productivity. Tears, Seriously, yeah. Praying, thinking about my children waiting at the finish line for me. This is the because that bear in mind that was my first ever tri like foot triathlon. I've never done a full, never done a triathlon before. Went into an half, and it was like the thought of probably a little bit of self-inflicted like pressure of yeah. talking down to myself like they're waiting, mate. I've get that's my next tattoo. They're watching. They're waiting for you. Wow. Because them kids, mate, Powerful. mean the world to me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Tasha says sometimes, mate, you know what? Sometimes, mate, on a sat there, I am finished because of how hard the, the, the workout has been. Finished, yeah. mate, to a point where I'm getting cramps. Can't If I stand up, I forget I've got sore legs, and I'm like, whoa, fucking hell. And she's like, they'll be proud of you. To like, I'm like, nah, I've got to do this. I say I do it for them. It winds her up. She says, you don't do it for them. Do it for you. And I'm like, I do it for them because my dad pushed himself hard, mate. As a, while I was a child and I watched it, I'd always exactly. feed me while they'd done 300 press-ups yeah. and 300 ups And that made me like, that guy's a G, man. He's a don. Yeah. Yeah. And I want my kids to think like that about me. Yeah, man. And I think you hit the nail on the head, which is it's for both. Because uh, I'm in that mindset at the minute in terms of, like I put put the work in, but since having Jacks, man, I just want him to man, he's only fucking nine months, but I want him to still be there now seeing after stuff that I do. Yeah, and it's, mate. it's for no other reason that it's just he's it's an inner it's so it's something in man and, and since having him as well, he always flickers. <laughs> I think your missus has just popped up with a comment now, mate. I just text she's not uh, slamming <laughs> your face, mate. Nah, she's she's just giving you some love, man. Um I'll read it out, man. She, she's put... Is, Nat is Natasha your wife, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. in case. I didn't know his sister. I'm starting to read the wrong messages out, man. Uh, I have the pleasure of living with Jack's relentlessness. And honestly, I don't know anyone else as motivated and dedicated as he is. He drives me insane, but I'm truly <laughs> humbled by him sometimes, man. I love that. Absolutely love it. And I think, like, it's... Um, this is what I'm talking about, man. It, it's... Natasha gets it. But at the same time, I think since I've been Jack's man, it's like there's something else within me now. It, it, it's another voice. And I always used to fight myself and, and bring something out in myself. But it's not Jack's has brought a different level of voice in my head. I can't I can't describe that. I don't know whether you, you can't describe it, mate. It. Yeah. And it's just there's just some things I do now. And it's just I think of him and it's another level comes out. And I never thought that next level could be there just because I know. I know, I know how to push in certain situations, whether it's positive or negative. I know how to bring something out of me to, to do something. But yeah. when I bring him into my head now, it's something I've never felt before that it's like, it makes me feel it's invincible. I, I didn't care I about anything when I was before Puppet. Like, not care. Like, I'd go out and get bladdered. I want, like, fucking alky or anything. I'm not about being a young lad going on the piss, going on boys' holidays. Not a care in the world. Wanted to jump out of an aeroplane. I can't think of anything worse now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess since I had kids. All I wanted to do for my 21st birthday, prior to having a child, was I want to jump out of a plane. No chance, mate. Them kids need me. Yeah. And uh, for, if, like I say, man, it's, um, yeah, just resonating massively, mate. Because again, that's that's me right now, mate. It's, uh, social. My social's gone, but my social's not gone because... 
for any other reason I don't want it to. I've got my priorities in order now. Priorities, and, and again, I'm not against it. I've got a lot of mates that, that that live that life and love it, and it's for them, and I support it, man. You've got to do what's right for you. But for me, it, it was taking me down a route that I didn't want to go. Yeah. Um, but talk now about, obviously, you, you rebooked on straight away for the next year. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of fa- in terms of demons in your head for that next year, what was your propel like? What was your thought processes? Were you running off negative emotions in terms of what had happened last time? Or were you transitioning that into positive thinking? Like, where do you sit with utilising negative thoughts? And where do you sit with utilising positive thinking? Can you, in your own way, manipulate the two? Do you think one's better for you than the other? Kind of like, what drove you that year? So... It's it's um to say that I don't have negative emotions or thoughts is is bullshit. And anyone that tells you they don't is a liar. Simple as that. Because we're human beings, and but it's just knowing how to control them and how to manipulate them to become. How can I deal with this now? Yeah. So soon as I booked it, it was like like the word redemption, mate. Like I thought about that word. And that's why that's all I rip. Because I thought about that word every day, like no, it was no one's fault. It wasn't even it. It wasn't even my fault. I ain't a bike mechanic. I don't actually know a lot about bikes. I don't. I've not. I've never had a puncture yet, mate. In two years, so I don't even know whether I can change a puncture. <laughs> <laughs> mate, get learning that in case happens next time. It was just a case of I have to fucking nail this now. I cannot move on unless I nail this. I even had thoughts. And I was acting out scenes in my in my mind of yeah, yeah. if I got a puncture or something happened again where I couldn't complete that race to the, to the best of my ability, which I know I'm capable of, then I'll, three weeks later I'll book it again, and nothing else gets completed. Nothing, we don't go forward any further until that race gets nailed, and I nailed it, mate. <laughs> but so powerful. There's a couple of things I want to dig into there, man, because I think. I'm a big believer in like mental rehearsal and visualization. Like these are things that a lot of top athletes do. Um, And it's something that I try and transition into clients, even if it's nothing to do with sports and fitness, just life in general. I think like trying to envision the, like you said, I also do something. I've done this in my own life as well, but like reframing and it's going back to a situation and thinking like, what should I have done or what could I have done? And it's not to live in regret. It's, it actually transitions your mind. So if it ever happens again, your almost automatic response is to do what you know needed to be done. You're like, re- yeah. you're rewiring your brain to understand, right? If this happens again, you automatically know what to do. You don't panic. You don't freeze. You don't think fuck. You just get it done and it pushes you forward. And I think a lot of what you're talking about there, especially when you talked about kind of like um, just the visualization process, do you do that in terms of the training aspect as well? Or do you just yeah, do that? Mate. Yeah, I, I can look at a session on Training Peaks, which is where my training's all programmed in, and see how the set's going to look. And that's how I, I think that I get through tough sessions to the best of my ability. Like, I ain't saying, mate, that I complete everything and all the numbers are up and everything's, everything's easy because it's not just very good at speaking to myself. And if you look at the pictures from 2020 to 2000 and uh, 21 the, the the year after got the same suit on we got yeah, the same sorry. bike because that picture of me and my daughter at the finish line i saw that mate that's all i saw i'm doing it now with i'm in uk 
all I can see, because I went to Ironman UK this year and I was like, I got to do that, man. I ain't fucking about anymore. I ain't doing these little sh... Because I tell myself, like, I ain't doing these little shitty half Ironmans. I've done six of them now. I'm doing a full. Because the feeling I got at that swim start, a couple of my pals were doing it. Seeing them walk into that water at half past five, six o'clock in the morning, the tunes, like Hans Zimmer kind of tunes, mate, I, I'm getting goosebumps now. It was like, all I can see now is me running down that red carpet in July. And there's no other, there's no other, there's no other um, outcome. Whether that is, if, you know, even if it takes me the 18 hour cutoff time, it doesn't matter because I've done it. Yeah. And I, I can see it. And, and that's all. When I'm on the bike, I've got a picture on my phone of the red carpet at Bolton. And it's all I want. And if, if something goes wrong, mate, where my bike fucks up or I get injured in the race or something happens, just go again, mate, but rebook it and nothing will change until that race has been completed. Why do you think, and this is just a curious question, and it's something, again, that I'm passionate about. I wasn't going to ask this, but it fits in kind of nicely with what we're talking about here. Why do you think in a sporting world or a fitness world, visualisation in 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 that kind of scenario is so powerful and so many people use it with success. But then in every, every, every other area of life, if you ask someone to visualize a goal or where they want to be or a change, nothing to do with sport and fitness now, just in life, they look at you as if to say like, well, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, why would it do that? And you're like, well, it does like, the, I don't, I, I'm, it's, it's such a transition where people, they go around every day picturing the worst case scenarios, catastrophizing, yeah, yeah. worrying about what's going to happen with, the mate or what's going to happen with this and this argument here or this thing and work. They are visualising there all the time. But then you say, right, okay, let's visualise some goals in whatever area it may be. Let's, let's split your life apart. Let's set some goals and let's visualise you being there. And you hit this wall. It's like, it's a bit weird. I can't see myself doing it. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think, where do you think like the breakages of people that are in fitness? Because again, I learned a lot from bodybuilding in that scenario. Yeah. So a lot of my role models from my teens when I got into bodybuilding, that's what they were talking about. Visualizing yourself in the mirror, visualize training yourself, visualize yourself on stage. And even though I what wasn't going into bodybuilding. More than other areas of life. Yeah. Um, and point blank, mate, without me going too deep into it, it's achievable. Yeah. Like, you know, like people say, how would you get up at fucking five in the morning and go and get in, a, like in the summer months, go and get in a lake. I'm like, when I get to the lakes, other guys in the in the bar. Yeah. So I want. I'm not. I'm not special. I ain't talented. I'm just willing to just do some shit. Yeah. And I think that the visualization process, partly, I think, is due to it being very popular. The nine to five kind of thing. People are stuck in a system where they're held back, like. If you work nine to five, there's still time after work to put work in, doing something else, be that training, yoga, reading. You don't have to just go to work, come home and sit on a couch. I like to, well, I've done it with a physio. I've never seen, this is weird, this, because I've never seen a test, like the, the, the practical exam at the end, which I was shitting myself for. 
I saw it in my head. I picked, if you like my missus, she'll tell you. I picked the guy who was going to be my, um, what's the word? Examiner. I picked him. Wow. He was my, I said to her, he'll be my examiner. Who's the examiner? This guy. Mate, a powerful. I think that it's very, it's a very, very powerful thing. You know, like you can't just like say, oh, well, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And keep thinking about it. You have to do shit. Yeah. And again, it's, I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad you, and what I love is that you've given an example away from fitness because that's where I was trying to lean in. That's what I'm trying to highlight to so many people. And you related it to an exam. And and and, and it, it's so it's so powerful. It's untrue, but I think the the thing that goes with that as well. It's like it's, a lot of people talk about affirmations and positive self talk and all this kind of stuff. But they hit a wall unless you are taking action because you start 100%. to diminish your belief system. Like your belief system is what is so important and integral. But again, I read if you the are secret about five years ago, yeah. And when I tell people about it, I just say just be careful with it because it can have a negative effect on you. So yeah. they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, that book tells you you can have anything you want. What's the first thing out of most people's mouths? Money. Money. I want I, I want money. I want to win the lottery. What's the next thing that comes out of the mouth? But it ain't going to happen. There you go. Yeah. Like, you can't just think like, oh, I want loads of dollar. I want loads of coin. I want loads of money. And then go and do your nine to five. And then watch Emmerdale and go to bed. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put tiny little. I think I said this to you the other day about putting tiny. Mate, you know, you know, a three-hour bike used to frighten the life out of me. Yeah. Water off a duck's back now, mate. Like, yeah. And I don't mean the sessions easy. I don't mean it like that. No, I know what you mean. I know what you but mean. the willingness, willingness, and fear of going getting on a bike for three hours is not there. Like, I ain't scared of that shit anymore. Yeah. I remember when I first started training. And it was like, I'd get off and I'd be like, buzzing. I've just done a 55-minute bike, Tasha. Now, now a 55-minute bike, mate, don't exist in my training. And I think, just to kind of signify that, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop this bit out because it's so powerful. I'm going to chop loads of this out because it's so powerful. But I think, like, the principles we're talking about here, and it's, again, why I loved your example, because a lot of people do. And, again, not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm saying if, you, if you've if you got something inside of you where you feel you do want more, but you're working that nine to five, and then you, you're just giving in at the end of that, that day just because you're just struggling to... It's belief, man. It, for a lot of people, if you sat down with them and really worked with them, saying, come on, let's find a purpose. Let's find what's really lighting you up inside of what you want to go for. They will find it, but what will stop them is the fact that they believe they can go and do it. I don't think I, I really don't think I could do that. Like, life, like you're saying, breaking that I down. Truly believe, yeah, in life, mate, I truly believe that there is an element of luck, but also an equal amount of risk taken by an individual, which is why they're in the position they're in. I truly believe that. In the fact of you talk about luck, but Again, luck generally comes through through action. Bill Gates, mate, he went to a school in America. The first school in America had a computer. 300 million people, that guy went to a school where had a computer. Now owns one of the biggest computer companies that has ever existed. That is an element of luck. Yeah. But at the same time, if you, if you want pal, to... 
who's skint. If you want to flip that on its head, though, and use the same scenario and say, you, you say that's luck, but maybe it was just meant to be. Maybe it was meant to be him just because he had the ability then to turn that into what he then created. Do you know he what I mean? started with three pals. One of them is still with him. The other one walked away. And that, for me, when I read that thought, that'll stay with me forever, that. Because that is an element of luck, but he took the risk. Yeah. What, in terms of risk in your life, where do you think the risk lies? As in? General. So if you if you, if you you related that to yourself now, and, and not past now, thinking future, and it doesn't need to be just, just where does that lie with you now in terms of? Time sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrificing time, mate, because you can't play at triathlon. Like, you've got to put work in, mate. If you want to do them big, big ones, and you take it serious, like you don't toe dip, and you go all in, I can't miss a session, mate, no matter what. So can't do it. Let me dig into that because I, I do want to drill down on this because what I want to highlight from this is I think there'll be people listening to this that do want to push for events and it will help them in that scenario. But I also want to highlight that even if you're listening to this and you don't want to do events, it's understanding time management. It's understanding how to prioritise with when you've got other things. You've got a workload. You've got a family. You've got to put your training in. You've got to put your recovery time in. Like yeah, it's relentless, mate. Yeah, so when you, when you talk about this structure... If you kind of listed your priorities in life, you potentially could do it on your two hands. Would you say? Kids, work, training. <laughs> One hand. <laughs> Boom. Straight up, mate. You know what I'm saying? My kids then... come before everything and everyone, before me, no matter what. Even if me and the mum ever split up, them kids come before everyone and anyone, before myself. Next is... The, um, the thing that keeps a roof over our head, provides yeah. us with a decent life. Um, and and I'd be stupid to neglect it. And then the next thing in my life, mate, is training. Yeah. And that's why, like, do the graft. Because it's just like, just do it, mate. Because it, cause it, because because you can. Yeah. And like, with, with that, I do, I do a task on priorities where we get everyone to list down all the priorities in life and, and realistically your priorities is whatever you're focusing on in life. Yeah. yeah. It's as simple as that. So people write down what they think of the priorities and then, and then I get them to do another task of, right. Okay. Write down what you did for the last five days, everything you've done. And, and the, this, this fucking scheme of shit comes down and I'm like, okay, so they're, they're your priorities. What you've just written down. You went home and watched TV for five hours. Yeah, yeah. You went to the pub and you drunk for for eight hours. You did whatever you had done have been your priorities. That's that's what you're focusing on. You can yeah, say yeah. something else is your priority, but if you didn't do it, man, you are highlighting it's not your priority. Exactly. It's like it's drilling it down. But I think so. You've nailed down what your priorities are in life, and then you structure it, and it's 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 showing the dividends that come from that. And I think that, like you talked about there, when you when you're going into these races, you are putting pressure on yourself and I say pressure in a good way in terms of what you want to get out of it yeah it's always positive pressure mate it's never like it's never fueled by anger it's never fueled by giving a shit what anyone thinks I don't care about failing I'm not I'm, I'm not scared of it I've failed loads mate I'm 30 year old like my life I've been a fucking breeze and so for me to have 
a nice bike, a treadmill, money to money, money, money to provide for my family, and the time to train. I don't need out else, mate. They're my priorities. And it's kind of like um what I love about listening to all this is you're in a good place, Jack, aren't you? If you don't yeah, mind me saying that, you're in a happy place, you're in a good place. So it just highlights like that everything, all the work you're putting in, the work ethic, all the dedication, all the fucking discipline. You're not resenting it, man. You, you're doing I don't it. Don't care what, any, what anyone else thinks. And not 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 the nice stuff, mate. When someone says, I get, I get, I get, I don't get any nasty messages anymore. Um, I've had nasty messages in the past. Not, the, I don't think they've meant to be nasty, but it's come across like, hang on a minute, mate. Yeah. I get so many nice messages on Instagram off people. Like, and it's just like, this is fucking easy, man. And it's, and, and you can do it as well. Yeah. Like, again, I have been severely overweight. I have been majorly skinned. But at them times, I was still putting work in and that doesn't mean that again doesn't mean training that just across my life i think i think you've highlighted that and that's again it's um even just speaking to you tonight tonight's brought out another level of understanding of, of where your work ethic and attitude has come from for life in, in every single area and like even just going into qualification um, in, in your course with the same mentality and mindset that you put into your fitness, that you put into your family, that you put into your work. This is just you, man. This is... Who when I'm just... doing DIY in the house, mate? <laughs> Straight up. I start... I've got loads of tools, me, mate, what I don't even need for my job because I'm like, right, I'm doing that. Right, I need that. I need that. I need that. I need that. I need to get some of them. And it's just like, I just get on with it, mate, and just crack on. So if you could, if we if we could talk about mindset for for the second, and I love how you've just gone even into DIY there because again this is what I want to highlight to anyone watching. This can be applied to any area of your life. Like if you want something, if you want to change or you want to achieve something, whatever it is, and you just apply yourself in the right way, in the right That's manner. That's all I do, mate. What? How can you define your mindset towards specific things that's going to help people understand? where you are in terms of action and results and take worrying about ego out of it because that's gone now, mate, because you've, you've by far shown your journey in life and by far shown how your mind works in terms of you just doing something for yourself and your family to get the best. But you talk about anything you go into right now forward, whether it's DIY at home, whether it's something for the kids, for the family, for the missus, for yourself, you put the work in to get that, like yeah. define your mindset in those scenarios that make you take action to get results, to help anyone else understand that this shit is possible. It's just how you apply yourself. I just explore, mate, without the fear of failing or what might come of it. You know, if I fuck something up in the house, the DIY situation, I could just get a builder in to do it. Yeah. Someone who's skilled in it, but I'll have a go myself first. The, tri the triathlon is a big thing. Like, I am not meant to be a triathlete. I can't mix it with them guys. Five stone heavier than them. Most of them. But I don't care. Because I do it for me. I do it because it allows me to look decent. 
I've got it's not a hobby, mate. I, as you can imagine from the things I've said, I ain't got any hobbies because it's because my my brain won't allow me to have an hobby. If that makes sense, like anything I do, I do it all. I do it all in, which that's not then a hobby. It becomes your life. That's powerful. You understand what I mean? That is powerful. So it's like I started playing golf again last year. That was it, mate. TV, golf every day, driving range, watching videos on YouTube. I just don't have the ability to have a have a hobby, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of you. You make sense because it relates into you when you talk about going all in. And I think the the best thing anyone can take from this is that is that it's in terms of Jack's approach of going all into something, not being afraid of failing, which I think is massive. Just exploring what's going on, mate, and don't put pressure on yourself. Like starting triathlon. Jackie's 17 stone. These guys who are pro triathletes are 10, 11 stone maximum. Like 75 kilo is a heavy triathlete. I can't mix it with them guys. I can't run as fast as them because I'm, 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 I'm carrying like another person. I'm carrying a child on top of me with what they weigh. But I don't care. I don't like, oh yeah. He's done such a race in, in this amount of time. Sound. Because I hate him. I do what I'm going to do to the best of my ability. And I know I can look in the mirror and say, sound, mate, that was a good effort. And and it not be a lie. Yeah. I love that. I think, uh, I think when, um, when he did the Ultra on Monday and he got home, and the best savage, part... mate. Just, just before you carry on, savage to just get up and run fucking 40 miles or whatever it was. Don't care how long, again, don't care how long it take, took you. Yeah, ran 40 miles, mate. It's fucking yeah. stupid. <laughs> I know, yeah, mate. Fucking hell. But my legs were saying that the next day. <laughs> just, just, just to kind of like reify something there that you were talking about. Like the best part of that, which people didn't understand, was I lay in bed and my missus had to. I think my our missus is aligned quite a lot in, in our journeys, but she had to lift my legs literally onto the bed because I couldn't raise him. And yeah, then she yeah. come and lay next to me. She just put her head on me and I put my put my arm around her. I was exhausted. I was just completely exhausted. I was wiped out. I didn't have any thought in my head, but I was just lay there with this inner feeling of, man, you just did that. That wasn't for anyone else. That was for yeah, you. Yeah. You, you, you fucking put yourself through so much pain then, but I just lay there with this feeling of satisfaction just for myself, holding my missus with my son in the next room. And I can't, that that feeling, again, I can't describe to anyone else. And I don't want to yeah. give that anyone else. That was for me. And again, that's why people, and again, probably the same, people have always questioned stuff. And I'm like, the feeling I get when I when I lay down in bed that night and put my arm around the missus and, and was in absolute agony, but I had this feeling and sensation in me just to say, Ben, man, like, fucking well done. Nice and feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's just me. Just and, and that, that. that could that could be someone who's never run a five k before. Hundred percent, without a doubt, without a doubt. Again, it, like I've said it quite a lot tonight, it doesn't have to be going doing a fucking Ironman. Just do something that you know deep down, because everyone knows deep down, mate. Everyone knows deep down when they're lying to themselves. 
yeah. or when they're being when they're being a fraud or yeah. when they when they're being when they when they're not being kind to themselves. So that's a big thing to me. I'm kind to myself now. That's why the body composition issues, mate, gone, mate, long gone. Yeah. They they molded me and helped me, but they're long gone. Yeah. But you know when you're lying and you know when you're being weak. So just do something about it. Yeah. If you're interested in something, go and do it. Don't worry about like what people might think on Instagram, because that's a big thing. I don't care that I'm not the fastest or strongest triathlete, but working consistently every day. Got a pal, mate, who's faster than me and hardly trains. And it, I think he's watching now and he won't give a fuck. <laughs> he had he start he's actually he's actually started training, but he done bolting in 12 hours, hardly trained. Doesn't care about it. Like, don't care about it. And he said to me at New Year when we, we ran together, I would lose my speed over you to just be as consistent and disciplined as you are. Wow. I'd come last to have your discipline and 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 and, uh, and like the sacrifice you make easy to get on the bike at six in the morning or go and get in the lake. And that I was like, you know what, mate? In my own head, because I talked to myself a lot, was like. That's a nice thing for someone to say to you, that Jackson lad. Yeah. It was nice, mate. And a lot of people say that kind of shit to me now. Yeah. It's nice, mate. And it's good. And it and it it shows you it shows people seeing your genuineness, mate. And it's as simple as that. And I think that's why those those things mean something. And I think that like you say, we know the we know the feeling that we're both talking about when we we just sit there and can just be satisfied with what we just done. We don't need anyone else to make us feel satisfied. We do that for ourselves, for no one else, man. Family, I cheer family for everyone, man. mate. Yeah, the people that I speak to, the people that I'm around, and if they're watching, they'll know I'm always clapping for people, man. It ain't false. That is who I am. Like, I don't always get that back in return, but that's not why I clap you. I love that. If I see positive shit, if I see someone making a change, and again, don't need to be fitness related, business, someone starting a business, I share the fuck out of it. Yeah, man. I cheer for everyone, mate. I love it. Something I want to touch in before we wrap up, because you said it, and I've got to dig into it because you said it, but you talked about talking to yourself. And I'm a, again, a lot of people do it without realising but when they consciously do it, again, they think it's a bit weird. So I just want to dig into how you do that with yourself. It's where do the graph came from, mate. Big part. I got tattooed on my skin, mate. It's 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 a mantra that, like, no, like aiming with no excuses. Yeah, yeah, Breathes yeah. it, and I breathe do the graft. It's I got tattooed on my skin. It's all over my container. I've got fucking clothes with it on. Like, you... that's where do the graft came from. Was like. I actually can just remember where where I said it from. So I was doing an FTP test, and an FTP test is just fucking savage, like brutal. Twenty minutes, just go out. Everyone says, "Oh, pace it like this, pace it like this." No one does that. Everyone goes as hard as they can. What's it on? On a bike. Right, okay. So it's to give you your, it's to give you your your your, your threshold for training. So you do it, go as hard as you can, sustain a pace for 20 minutes that is hard and it ends you, mate. You fall off the bike. Some people, you fall off the bike, you'd be sick. I've, oh. I've, I've, I've like, 
cr- not cried, but been like that, f- like fired up. I'm slavering, savage, mate. And I was just like, keep grafting, Jackson. Keep grafting me. Keep grafting, Jack. Do the graft, son. And it was like just stuck in my head. So I was like, I just kept saying it, saying it, saying it. And then now, even still, it's just like, just keep doing it, mate. Like I talked, like my dog died, mate. I loved her to bits. Yeah. And when I'm running, mate, talk to her. It's nice. not, it's not weird. Yeah, man. It's whatever helps you. Yeah. I remember the first duathlon I ever did. I spoke all the way around the bike to her in the clouds, mate. It might sound a bit mad. No, it doesn't. But it's like I was asking her to help me. I was like, "Come on, doll, help me out. Help me out. I'm fucking struggling here." And little things like that. Passes time as well. Have a little conversation with yourself, mate, when you're struggling in a workout. Fucking time flew by. But my point being here, and it's powerful, everything. I love the dog as well, my good for me. That's me all over. But I think the thing with it is, though, like, again, it reiterates that people have negative self-talk. They talk to themselves negatively all day yeah. fucking long. And they think it's normal just because they're so used to that. Because we we are programmed to be negative and, yeah, and yeah. to be scared and to be fearful and all just to stay alive. And it's come from back in the day. We all know that. But then now we're trying to transition and tell people, man, you can speak to yourself in a positive manner, have yeah, a conversation, yeah. work something out, be logical, or just help yourself give more, do more, whether you're talking to yourself someone else. And everyone's, again, it's just like, that's a bit weird. It's like, it's not weird, man. This is, you are weird. seeing successful people implement this and achieve. And again, it's it's being able to, and so, so many people emotionally react and then think, fuck, why have I done that? And all they needed to do was pause and just say, Ben, Mate, you're doing the right I'm thing. I'm not here, for man. one minute saying I ain't never reacted. I ain't never had negative thoughts because I have. I just learned through um, putting time and effort into giving a shit about myself because that's what it all boils down to. I love that. Self care, looking yeah. after yourself, filling your own cup up first, however you want to put it. Because once you put all them things in place, go and doing a 5K when you're fucking 20 stone, should be a doddle. Yeah. And I don't mean the 5K should be easy, but getting out of bed or getting home from work, going on that run, you just, it's, because it's a, it's, it's a very it's a very fine line, mate, with people that are struggling upstairs because, for instance, suicide, mate, you are fully gone. Your head is fried, mate. Yeah. And some dickhead on Instagram telling you to do the graft. You're like, shut up, mate. You don't yeah. even know what I've been through. And that's not why I say it. I say it because I've, I ain't never been suicidal, but I've been through shit, mate. I've had times in my life where I thought, wow, what is going on here? Yeah. This is not normal. Like, yeah. we spoke about it with, with yeah. my second door. But one talking to someone, you know that you know you're surrounding yourself with negative people by the way they speak, by the 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 the, the energy they put out. It's just and there's positive people out there, mate. There's so much access now on the internet, gyms, counselling, these groups like what Billy does. Yeah, there's so much access to help that it's uh, it's a very fine line, mate. But I think it's like. It's it's the transition as well, though, mate. In terms of your your do the graft is your affirmation. It's your motto. It's your positive talk. Even though you're saying it in times where you're trying to drive out, that's your like you say, it's your mantra. 
But that that can be taken on by somebody within that realm of suicide, but in a different mindset in terms of 100%. just waking up today and getting out of bed. Hundred waking up today and taking some out. He's not do the graft. To, everyone's levels are different, man. And in, in the yeah. um, Matt Skinner, who was on the first episode, we talked about this. He related it to diving, man. He said no one knows how fucking judges judge diving. No, everyone's clueless other than them. But all these dives have different levels. And what's hard for someone is is easy for someone. What's hard for that person? Is, do you know what I mean? It's it's different levels. So do the graft is just to the level of where you're at. So do when the you're best putting that up, of your ability in whatever field or walk of life you are in, or your yeah. hobby, like reading, yoga, it doesn't matter. Just do it to the that do the graft just means just put the work in, man. Just do yeah. it. And you've you've related that because you said before, like you say, if you just see someone doing something positive on social or whatever it may be, you're just supporting that because they're right. putting for what they want. It's like they want something to put in the ground, however small they may see it compared to something else. And again, it's it, it, that that's exactly my mentality with with anything that I do. Like I know there's a hundred million people out there doing ten times harder than me, but again, it, it's not about that level for myself it's about what am i going to step out and do like there's triathletes mate that i couldn't lace their boots mate yeah they, they finished at home with the feet up having a curry while i'm still fucking on the bike i am under no illusion from that but yeah. just the willingness to just carry on is a big thing a big thing that i'm proud of you should be man and i think that i think that people that know you understand exactly where you're coming from. And again, that's why these shows like this, that where I want to get people to come on in, in, in ex, not explain, but kind of just talk about themselves. I think if anyone, anyone that's listening to this tonight has seen your journey through life, they understand your mindset, they understand your work ethic, they understand why you say the things you say and why you do the things you do. And I just yeah. think that it's, it's trying to highlight. And that's why I wanted you on so much because it's not just someone goes onto your profile, man. They see the training effort you put in, in all areas: recovery, the actual performance, the training prospects behind it, the, the setup you've got, the equipment you've got. But you've dug in tonight about your whole journey, about your upbringing, about the stuff that you did with your dad in the car parks and in the boxing gyms. You've talked about the level you went to to drop the body fat. You've talked about the love you got and the passion you put into your family. You've talked about the qualifications you went into. You talked about the job that you do. And, and how hard you work for that you travel you take your gear with you like all of these things mate and in this i'm saying it for you so you don't worry about being egotistical because you're not man you are just proving what is possible when you want what you want yeah exactly. and again yeah. you can want anything in life but you just got to decide on it and when you decide on it you got to prioritize it when you prioritize, prioritize it, and just work do the graft and rob do the graft quote. mate do I the graft it. and i'll never ever that's why I got tattooed on my skin because whenever I might be feeling like, fuck me, man, can't do this, me. It's like, there, mate, forearm, bang, carry on. Powerful. Guys, that, that's that's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna ask people to do, which is think of something Jack's done there. Think of a strap line that, that Jack's done his own fucking affirmation, his own mantra, his own thing that he says to himself. Do the graft that just pushes him at times, potentially when he needs it, but also at times when he's just looking for that next level. Yeah, mate. Because mate, there's times like where you need you need you need to hear something that gives you a blast up the ass. Like what you were saying about you go on my you go on Instagram in the morning, and I'm I'm already in the pool. 
I get that. I, I do that and get it from someone else. Like I was saying, I get to the lake at half past six on a Friday morning. There's guys already swimming. Yeah. And a boxing coach said it years ago. What he says to his fighters is, I don't know if it's his like, I don't, yeah, I'm going to say it, fuck it. He said, you'll always see a woman out running. Now, a boxer is an alpha, elite, a proper bloke, hard as fuck. They get punched in the face for a living. What? And his saying was, why is she out running? She's probably got three kids at home, mate. And she's probably out running while they're still asleep because she's got to go to work. Why is she out running? And it stuck with me that. I thought, yeah, why is she out running? And you'll probably notice it, mate, now. When you're driving to work or something, you'll see a bird and she'll be out running. Now, that's not to say women are any less than men. Yeah, but you think of a boxer, you think elite, hard, hard men. Got beat to run by one, mate. And it... Again, it, it plays into, like you say, trickery of the mind, the coach saying that to someone to transition them to think oh, shit. Mind games, get done. Do you know what I mean? But it's, again, you can be in control of them mind games or you can let the mind games control you. And I think, like you say, it's been empowering to hear you talk tonight and understand how in control of your mind you are. Just to kind of finish off on that note, in terms of times when you have doubted yourself or had negative mind sets at certain positions what's transitioning you out with them has it been just through continued action has it been through the way you talk to yourself like you've kind of put someone there like what's your what's your biggest tip in terms of we're not talking now just about the the willingness to go and get it done we're talking about someone who, who is in it who's focused is putting the graft in comes to a bad patch whatever it is in whatever area of life it is you just you hit a bad patch shit starts to go in against you and you start to trip a little bit mentally. Like, what's yeah. your advice there to to make sure you stay back, stay on track? And that happens, mate. Home? That happens. Like tripping up, it happens, mate. It's we live in we live in the it, if you live in the real world anyway, you can't deny that that doesn't happen. Um, but just the fact that um, I seen it, I can't remember where I seen it. it might have been on YouTube, it might have been Gary V, and he said like, yeah. you are like. A 60 to billion, 60 billion to one chance to, yeah, to, to be born, and you, yeah. you are here. And are you able bodied? Can you get up? Can you get up and get out of bed? Yes, then get out of bed. And it's, it's, um, there's a saying from the Stoics called a more fatter, and it's transit translates to the love of fate and dealing with problems as they arise. Stop worrying about next week. Forget the past, because it's gone. It's just taking up time in your head. Memories, keep them. And even bad memories, use it to harness yourself going forward. But dealing with problems as they arise, stop worrying about stuff, mate. And that don't mean that I don't worry about stuff. I had a job last year that I worried about for three months, annihilated it. And it was like, when I was driving home, I was like, I've just done my own editing for three months, every night, three months, because you can imagine what I'm like. Yeah, man. Sat there thinking about it every day, every day, every day. Nailed it. And it's like, just deal with problems as they arise. Like, don't react. That's that's one main thing I would just say. Just don't react, man. Like, just, just take it in your stride. Think, if I flip, what's going to happen? Yeah. If I flip my lid, what is going to happen? 
the shit's going to hit the fan. And then when everything's calmed down, is it going to kill me? No, sound, fuck it off. And that's that's powerful on its own because like when you when you take it to that depth and you ask yourself that question, and I think that's sometimes the biggest reframe you can have. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen in this situation? Am I yeah, going to yeah. die? Is something going to happen to my family? No, and you start to really reframe the problem back and think, man, this yeah. isn't... If not, I'm I said it, this. chill. I love it, man. Powerful. Jack. We're gonna wrap up, mate, because we've got we've gone one four. I knew this would be I knew this would be long tonight, mate, because I was just going in absolutely deep. And I felt I felt I felt it got in more rhythm when we got deeper near the end as well. But I think um like there's if there's what the, the, the main reason, honestly, that I wanted you on the show was just because of your attitude towards life in general. And again, I got to know that when I when I got in contact with you and we shared a few WhatsApp notes and a few messages, and you started to highlight your attitude wasn't just towards training, it was towards life. And I think that, again, it's about being around the right people. And I think um, that, Sean, I think we've got a few connections. Again, we've got a group. Yeah, we're hoping to alter in, in, is it September the ultra? September the 18th, yeah. And, it, and it's just about, honestly, man, it, like... That will be like, savage, mate. That will be savage. But, like, you don't need, like, not, not me and you, you, you yeah. don't need to be scared of that shit. No. Because there's loads of other people that have done it already and they're not any more special than you are. Exactly that. So just carry exactly on, that. train, do whatever you need to do, and you'll be sound. I love it, man. There's, a, there's a, there's a. Someone bought me a book as a present, and there was, a, there was a thing in it last night. And again, it was um, it kind of like Buddhist style quotes put into the book with pictures, and it's got a panda and a little dragon, and it was talking about it's not about the end, and it's not about the journey, it's about the company. And yeah. I've always had this thing of. It's not about the end products. It's about the journey. It's about enjoying and embodying about the, the process, presenting mate. the journey, go through the process. But then this hit me last night, and I promise you, I was looking at the page for about twenty minutes. Just it only had fucking two sentences on, and it was just like it made sense to me because my life is completely transitioned in terms of the people I surround myself with. I'm not got a massive group of mates. I'm not massively social, but the circle of people I'm now involved with, they are my company. That is yeah. my company. You're my company. Like people that I'm just connecting You're with. You're the company, company you keep, aren't you? Exactly, mate. And and the, the it just hit me, mate. It's not about the end. It's not about the journey. It's about the company. And I think I can't. And again, um, it's just a powerful thing to say to people, not just connecting with people, the things you listen to, the things you read, the things you feed into your mind. This is your company as well. And, and it's just that it hit me that. And again, like I said, mate, when you sent me that Mayweather, I'll, I'll never forget it, man. You sent me the Mayweather clip. And uh, it, it was motivated. It was, it was, but man, I, honestly, not joking when I tell you flip on your Insta and it's just there. Do the graphs there. I'm like fucking Ben, go and do the graph. Whether it's yeah, getting man. up in the morning to go and work, whether it's to get my son. That's what it's all about. I get more positive messages with regards to what I'm doing than I can't give a shit what people think, mate. If they've got something bad to say, I don't care. Like I do not care. Like not for one minute do I give a shit if someone has got something bad to say about me. Because, 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 in my opinion, without being a big-headed cunt, I ain't a nasty bloke. I ain't a fraud. I ain't trying to rip you off. I ain't making you feel like shit. I'm just cracking on doing what I'm doing. So if you've got negative thoughts towards me, it reflects on your mind, not mine. And that, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Because I have a lot of people talk to me about that and I say, 
that's their own negative energy and it'll be doing more damage to them than you can ever imagine. The best thing I ever, the best thing I ever did in my life was release hate, release resentment, release anger. These things were only hurting one person. It was me. I had so much hate for someone or resent or fucking anger and all this in the world, man. And it was, it was just taking me down as soon as I released it and just thought, man, at first it can you, come mate. across like you're, you're a bit of a pushover or you're a bit soft, but really I'm just in control up here, mate. Like, yeah. I don't care what people think. That's why I document everything that I do with regards to training anyway. I document everything because, like, there's too many people send me nice messages for me not to do it. Yeah. Just keep doing your thing, man. You do, you, you're an unbelievable guy, Jack, man, and it's been a pleasure to have you on tonight. Appreciate it, man. And I'm going to uh, I'm gonna try and drive this out as much as I can because, I, again, there was a reason I wanted you on, and I think it's because your message, your life, your attitude, if people can take something from this and apply it, I think there'll be some big changes, and I'm hoping that some people are going to shout out with the impact this has had. In, in Like you say, whatever step it is, just taking a step and doing something in whatever whatever level that is at for them. Yeah, I always Just say, mate, it doesn't in. need to be fitness. Yeah, bit bang it's on. Anything that's going to make you sound upstairs, mate, crack on with it. I love it. Because we all know what's right and wrong. True that. We'll finish there, man. Jack, sound thank me. you so much for coming on. I'm going to drop you back mate. Mate, I'm going to with you in a second. But again, sound mate, really good. appreciate you coming on. Um, and just sharing your wisdom. You're a, you're a, you're an intelligent guy, mate. And uh I think you've dropped a lot of stuff tonight that's going to help a lot of people, man. And that's what this is appreciate all about. So thank you massively, mate. Yeah. I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. So, man, I'll see you in a set, mate. Thank you. Yes. yes, guys. So, episode number three dropped with my man, Jack. Um, guys, fully recommend following this guy on Instagram uh, and following his journey. He, not a word that he spoke tonight is a lie. It's all, it's what he lives. It's what he breeds. And um, it's why... I was so excited about getting him on and he's he's shown me more tonight than than I knew about him. And this happened. I I I, I contacted him. We started to connect more, start to know more about him as a person. And this is what it's about. I'm just gonna leave it by saying this like again, my circle's changed in life, but the people that I'm involved with now, I'd say 50% of the people that are impacting my life right now have never met in person. Like Jack potentially lives a stone throw away from where I'm living but I've never met him in person, but he's having a positive impact on my life. And it's just something to ask yourself in terms of where your life is headed. If you want to make change, if you want to achieve a goal, if you want to push towards something, just look at the circle and have a, just a word with yourself in terms of, is my circle helping me move forward and achieve what I want to achieve? And Jack touched upon the word selfish tonight. And it's something that I've worked upon with, the B1 Mindset group, but sometimes you've got to look after yourself. And when you can look after yourself and put yourself in a better light, you feel better about yourself, you're more positive, that has a knock-on effect to the people around you. But sometimes you've just got to ask yourself that question of, is, is what I want in my life right now exactly what I want? If it's not, what do you want? Can you prioritize that? And then again, the big question is, are the people in my life now supporting my journey or not? And again, they can be people that you are in close contact with, or just the people you are watching and listening, following on social media, listening to on YouTube, whatever it may be, podcasts. This is all feeding your mind and transitioning who you are as a person and the direction that you're headed. Guys, thank you for joining us tonight. It's been amazing. Some amazing comments dropped in as well as support. So appreciate it as always. Again, we're going to chop this up and, and drop some of the key content out that we think is really powerful, man. And um, look forward to seeing you next week for episode number four. 
with the next guest to come on the Mindset Tune-Up show. Appreciate it, guys, and I'll see you all soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the B1 Mindset podcast. Make sure you subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. And why not subscribe to our YouTube channel to join our community of people tuning into these live sessions where Ben interviews a range of different people all about mindset, discovering more about their journey and their mindset principles. As ever, links to this and the B1 Mindset website can be found in the show notes and not forgetting links to follow Jack as well. But until next time, take care and we can't wait to speak soon.